Now, I don't know about you, but I have a different feeling uh, about, say, for instance, Jude. Jude, who wrote a little book in the New Testament, I have a different feeling, it's positive, about Jude than I do Peter and Paul, who wrote a bunch of books in the New Testament. And I want you to know that difference of feeling is not just because uh, Peter and Paul wrote more, more books. I'll tell you what it is. It's the stories. All through the four Gospels, we learn about Peter. And then through the book of Acts, we learn about Peter. In the book of Acts, we learn all about Paul and, and his ministry. And we get just this wonderful window into him. And, and then in his, his letters or his, his epistles. And I, I feel like I know Peter Maybe y'all feel like you know him. He's, he's that Galilean fisherman, you know, who, who is impetuous and passionate and impulsive. He kind of wears his heart on his sleeve and we just love him for it, you know, and he's filled with faith. And we kind of know Paul. He's that kind of upper middle class PhD guy who's just brutally brilliant, like top in his class from age 12 when he went to the synagogue school all the way through. He's the zealot. He's the one that came to Christ later in life after persecuting the church. He is the one filled with courage and faith, won't take no for an answer, and will just not quit until the entire Gentile world is filled with the, the good news of Jesus. We, we know these things because of the stories. But I want you to know this morning our stories matter too. They matter because they're ours. But they also matter because in being able to share our story, we open a window for people to be able to understand us better and to be able to draw closer to us. Now, you know the Bible really is a story. The Bible is a story of paradise created and paradise lost. Genesis 1-1 through 3-14 and Genesis 3-15, the uh, first mention of a redeemer that would come and save his people and God's people and, and reverse the curse. That's Genesis 3-15 to maps all the way. That's the story of a God who relentlessly will pursue and claim a people for himself through the sacrifices in the Old Testament, through a covenant, and through the sacrifices of his own son. And I think we're aware of there's just this continuing story. We call it church history of, of God's redemption, God's work, where God is writing the story in a global way, and he now has people from every tribe, nation, tongue, and language and we have their stories. It's an amazing thing when, when God's story of redemption merges with our personal story of our lives and we become a part of his story. And our lives matter. Every one of you are important. Every one of you has a story and it, it's your life. And I am calling on us as a church this year to be willing to ask and to listen to each other's stories. And this window can be opened for us to come closer, 
to know each other better. Telling the truth to each other straight out of the scriptures, listening to our stories straight from the heart. And what's going to happen is when we have more connection, more relationship, we can build together shared truth, shared convictions, uh, growing connection. And, um, and this is what Paul is doing in these two stories that I want to read to you briefly before we hear a story of someone's life in, in our congregation. So the first is Philippians 3, 4 through 8. Paul wants us to know him so we can know what drives him. Though I myself have reason, he says, for confidence in the flesh... If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, in other words, to know God by works, I have more. I was circumcised on the eighth day. I am of the people of Israel. I am of the tribe of Benjamin. Very autobiographical. A Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, I was a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, I count it as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things. And I count them as rubbish in order that I might gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes through my own works of the law, but a righteousness that comes through faith in Christ alone, the righteousness of God that depends on faith. And then the second story of not his childhood and his background, the second story is Second Corinthians 11 21 through 30, but whatever anyone else dares to boast of, I know I'm speaking as a fool, I also dare to boast of that. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the offspring of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I am a better one. I know I'm talking like a madman with far more labors than anyone else, far more imprisonments with countless beatings and often near death. Five times I received from the hands of the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. At night and a day I was adrift on the sea on frequent journeys in danger from rivers, in danger from robbers, in danger from my own people, the Jews, in dangers from the Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, in toil and in hardship through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure, And apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of the anxiety that I feel for all the churches. Who is weak? Am I not weak? Who is made to fall? Am I not indignant? If I must boast, I will boast in the things that show my weakness. And so what we get are just these two personal stories of Paul and he doesn't, he's not just trying to be warm and fuzzy so we'll accept him. 
He wants us to know him so we can kind of know what drives him and so we can have this thing that everything is lost compared to. In Paul's first story about his upbringing, he basically says, please, if you think you can arrive at a relationship with God through your own effort, please don't even try. If I couldn't do it, no one could do it. I was the top zealot, the top student, the top everything, and it didn't work. Take it from me. That's my testimony. It's grace and not works. In the second story, Paul is talking about his personal suffering. And we're about to hear a story in a moment about a different kind of of personal suffering uh, in in the life of of one of our families. But in Paul's story, we we hear this about beatings and stonings and shipwreck. We, We say, you know what? I think we're open to this guy when he talks about suffering. This guy knows what he's talking about. You see, that's the value of the story, right? And we wouldn't know that. We wouldn't know all this about Paul's upbringing. We wouldn't know all this unless he told us. And we feel empathy with Paul and openness to hear God's truth because of our own suffering in our lives. His testimony, his story matters. So, if we tell our stories here, and I'm just calling it this ministry year, If we tell our stories, God can create an openness greater than we have now with one another. Our stories can help us have compassion for one another. Our stories can help us realize that we are not the only weak people, that we share in weakness and in a common need of Christ. And our stories, as we realize the weakness and the need, can cause us to point each other to the sufficient love of Jesus for us. And the Lord can give more relational Velcro and empathy and truth with love. And it will be a love, please hear this, that we can show... And why? Because we will have a story to respond to. You see? We'll have a person to respond to. If if we don't come out and put ourselves out there, people can't respond to what they don't know. And our stories will cause this. So this ministry year, telling each other the truth, straight out of the scriptures, but also asking. And Max Yates, by the way, did a great job telling his story in one of the communities. I thank you for that, Max. We got off to a good start. We're getting some stories today. Asking and listening to each other's stories straight from the heart that we might share together in a more connected way with each other God's story of what he's doing in the world and in us and through us. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your story that you didn't leave us helpless. You came to us. 
and that you died on the cross to take away our sin that is between us and you. And that not by works, as Paul said, not by being good, but simply by trusting in what you have accomplished for us on the cross and in the empty tomb, Jesus, this is how we become a part of your story. Lord, we pray that as this ministry year begins, God, would you just give us confidence in your word in the midst of a world that has so many voices? And would you give us a desire to ask and listen and to be able to have empathy and love and share more together as a congregation and more ministry together? Would you bless Lacey as she tells her story now? In Jesus' name, amen.